0: A few weeks ago, I made an episode about inventing a food, and the premise was, what can I create with the stuff in my kitchen? And it was a fun experience. I eventually ended up making a French toast PB&J. But after I'd invented that, I thought to myself, it was almost a little too easy. At the time I was living at my mom's house, and her being a chef, I had access to almost every ingredient imaginable. The same cannot be said for people in jail. And I'm not talking about the slop you get at the mess hall. I'm talking about the innovations that actual prisoners have created themselves while well behind bars. We got everything from pad thai to Laffy Taffy. My name's Ari Kagan, and this episode of Things You Don't Need to Know is all about jail food.
1: This call is subject to recording and monitoring. Press 1 to accept all communications from this inmate and tellmate.
0: Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. And how are you doing today? Oh,
1: I'm living the dream.
0: On the phone with me now is Brian Keith Greenlee. He's currently in jail for a non-violent offense, but before his recent run-in with the law, he was a baker.
1: An executive baker and pastry chef at a, at a local country club.
0: Ever since finding himself in the clink, he's tried to make the most of it.
1: I've, I've filled up page after page of my favorite recipe.
0: While Brian isn't a chef by profession, he has been tinkering with flavors since he was a small boy. And now more than ever, that creativity is being put to use.
1: I have limited ingredients, but I uh, I won't let my taste buds be limited.
0: He's referring to the god-awful food that they serve inmates. The food
1: here is very insufficient.
0: For breakfast, he gets one travel-sized box of cereal and a vanilla milk packet.
1: Lunch is one hot lunch, and it changes from 21 different hot lunch trays.
0: What are some of the lunch options?
1: Uh, a lot of beans. There are so many beans on every tray. Today's was vegetarian chili, so it was basically tomato soup. Uh, I get grilled cheeses twice a week, fish sandwiches. That's about it. It's very sad and very limited. Is, is it flavorful at all? No. No. Um, in fact, I... I think they do something in the kitchen to to subtract flavor somehow. All this food is like the ghost of food.
0: Dinner comes in the form of two peanut butter sandwiches. Not PB&J, simply bread with peanut
1: butter. Oh, and we never, ever, ever get served fruit. I guess it's too easy to make liquor and wine out of it. However, they don't realize that you can make wine and liquor out of beans, you can make it out of corn, you can make it out of cereal. So I don't understand why they just don't serve us fruit, which is... Nutritious and cheap.
0: It's for these reasons that Brian has started cooking his own food. Cooking is used in quotation
1: marks because all of my recipes are made with no oven and no heat source because we're not allowed to have fire, No knives, no utensils. We have a plastic fork and, and I have four plastic bowls and that's, that is everything I use.
0: A big part of prison is making do with what you have available. This is a bit of a tangent, but I wanted to take a moment to showcase some of my favorite prison inventions. Inmates at Santa Fu Jail in Hamburg, Germany made an immersion heater, a tool used for making alcohol, by taking an electrical cord, stripping the non-plug end, and attaching razor blades to it. Meanwhile, at Ludwigsburg Prison, someone built a grappling hook with rope, leather, and string. They then escaped after successfully scaling two walls with it. People in the same prison also made a toaster from a broken heating rod and tin foil, and last but not least, a functioning gun. This hack together handgun was constructed with iron bedposts, curtain tape, and match heads. The firing mechanism was a broken light bulb and AA batteries. I don't know if it's just the article where I got these from, but all of them were created by prisoners in Germany, which just goes to show you they weren't lying about German engineering. Brian has decided to use his time on things that are less lethal.
1: I've got breakfast noodles, marshmallow fluff, cookies and cream, cheesecake, a Laffy Taffy, sweetened, Reese's peanut butter cups, and lemon bars, peanut butter and coffee fudge balls, truffles, caramel apple crispy treat, crispy bucket, uh, lemon drop cookies, stir fry, hummus, tartar sauce, rice crispy tree, turkey bears, chocolate covered uh, gummy bears, banana cream pie, apple pie, and veggie dip. Do you have a favorite? My favorite is pad thai. I've actually gotten pretty close with
0: my pad thai. Pad thai is quite the jump from beans and bagged eggs. Where do you get ingredients to make pad thai in jail? Um, care packages that your
1: family sends you. And it's all like vending machine gas station food.
0: As a thank you for coming on this episode, I sent him a whole bunch of this stuff. It was literally all, like you said, gas station stuff. No fruit, no vegetables.
1: Everything is prepackaged shrink-wrapped food that you should never survive off of because it's extremely unhealthy and full of salt.
0: I'd never even thought about how gas station food could make something more than what it is. Like, look, a packet of peanut butter, some crushed peanuts, and ramen. They seemingly don't go together.
1: So I do one cooked ramen noodle and then I scrape my peanut butter from my two sandwiches into my ramen and I add the spicy lime chili seasoning packet background mix it up with the peanut butter, and it's a beautiful peanut noodle, and I add crushed peanut crumb
0: that Now, this is something that I just had to try for myself, so I grabbed my partner in crime.
1: What are you in here for? Uh, you yeah.
0: know, tax evasion. <laughs> my friend Chris Frangoulis, and we headed to the commissary to pick up a few ingredients. We got a pack of ramen from the H Mart. Nice. A crucial part of ramen, or any pasta for that matter, is boiling or cooking it in hot water. But people in jail don't get hot water.
1: We get a plastic container with uh, almost hot water, with this quote-unquote hot water that we get brought in every day. takes about 10 minutes to soften your
0: noodles. Matter of fact, people in jail don't get anything. Your kitchen is your cell. I've even heard of people trying to cook grilled cheese on the radiator. My tiny New York City apartment might not have all the accoutrements of a five-star restaurant but I certainly have a massive advantage over anyone who's incarcerated, which is why I am going to try my best to not use anything that I wouldn't have available to me in jail, which is why I'm now waiting 10 minutes for ramen to soften in lukewarm water while trying to crush up peanuts with a plastic fork. I certainly could make this a lot easier, but then it wouldn't be quite as authentic. We just like smash a couple peanuts for the texture. Yep. If it the cell next to us, I would fucking throw something at you guys now. It was honestly a relatively easy process, and after mixing the peanut butter, we had something that was recognizably pad thai.
1: It smells, it smells like kind of pad, pad thai.
0: thai. Yeah, no, it smells good. I think if I was served this at a mall kiosk, I wouldn't be that disappointed. So the flavor's not bad. See, since you can't cook the noodles at like a high temperature, they're never really gonna soften up. All in all, I would give it a seven out of 10 on the bad food scale. Jail Pad tie certainly resembles its free counterpart, but I can't say I would make it exactly the same given my access to normal ingredients. Half decent, it's pretty good. Very creative, these are all Considering now, like maybe throwing a little bit, trying to make this at home. I don't know how much early 2000s history channel you watched, but I remember they would always have like a pop quiz before going to commercial. So I'm gonna do that, here's the question. What is the most commonly used form of jail currency? Cigarettes, stamps, or ramen noodles? The answer and more after the break.
1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: Before we went to commercial, I asked you the most common form of prison currency. And although cigarettes and stamps are both used as bargaining chips, in the United States, the absolute king is ramen noodles. Ramen ramen noodles are a must-have
1: here. Sometimes an inmate will pay me a ramen to wash like five or six of their bowls and lids. So that takes like ten minutes and they'll just throw me a soup. Fuck <laughs> you. What was that? <laughs> I'm being harassed. go so. away. So... Go away. Right now I'm being harassed because I'm missing out on the stir fry that uh John Dick and Caddy made.
0: No, he's not referring to Keanu Reeves.
1: We all have nicknames in here. Mine is Bob's Burgers, because apparently I look like a cartoon character. And he's a chef.
0: Eventually, he stopped getting harassed and shared his recipe for Laffy Taffy. So you
1: have a carnation vanilla milk powder packet. And you have your uh, favorite fruit packet singles for bottled waters, lemonade or Kool-Aid. And then like an eighth of a teaspoon of water. And you want just... Add one drop of water at a time, until it comes together. And it will come together, and it will make a malleable fruit taffy. It's almost exactly like a lassi taffy. You can almost not even give difference.
0: Back in the kitchen, Chris and I realized we'd made a serious mistake.
1: Oh, no, it's definitely a milk powder
0: packet. Damn it. Well, and I was like, you sure it's not a powder? Damn, so what should we do? Basically, we had bought carnation milk half and half creamers. You know, those little sealed plastic cups that they have at hotels. We were supposed to get powdered milk, but we weren't going to let this mistake stop us. Listen, we're inmates, and we're in this together. We will figure it out. (laughs) In the spirit of jail, we will turn this and this into taffy. We started by emptying all of the powdered lemon flavoring into a bowl. I can taste lemon on my tongue. I figured liquid half and half was about the same as powdered milk with water, so we slowly added it until it reached a taffy texture. Not a lot, not a lot. Just do a cap. We're supposed to do it really slow. And honestly, I thought it would work. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is going to work. This is totally going to work. But then it suddenly liquefied and and it was goop. We did not listen properly. No. We just added too much liquid uh-huh. and it it's ruined. To try and save it, we put it in the freezer. I mean, under the bed where there's a cool draft. But when it came out, it was nothing like taffy and resembled Italian ice. You're about to hear my genuine reaction to trying it.
1: That, oh, that Jesus is Christ. It's
0: unedible. unedible. That is no, no good. That I mean, is these is our, 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 are not safe I'm for human sure. consumption. <laughs> at all. I'm sure if we did it right, it would be fun. Maybe. <laughs> Debatable. The pure amount of sour just killed it. I like sour, but this was just way too much. It's a zero out of 10. It was so incredibly sour that I just decided to treat it like a palate cleanser before the third dish, which is cheesecake. That's right, jail. Cheesecake. How on earth do you make a cheesecake? <laughs> I can barely make cheesecake with, ever, with all the right stuff.
1: <laughs> and this is, a, it's, it's almost exactly what you can get at the store uh, in, the, in the bakery aisle. So you have vanilla cookie sandwiches,
0: known on the outside as Oreos.
1: You remove the centers, the buttercream centers, and put those into a bowl. One margarine that you save from the lunch tray when you get a baked potato, you get one little cup of margarine. So save that for this. And then you have a packet of cream cheese that comes in with your care packages from your family, your carnations in our milk packet that you saved from breakfast, and half of a teaspoon of lemonade powder.
0: I couldn't find any margarine at the local commissary, so once again, Chris and I would have to adapt.
1: So crumble your cookies and add your buttercream, centers and the margarine, and press it into your bowl to make a cookie crust. And you're gonna make it like a concave bowl of cookies inside your bowl. You're gonna whip your cream cheese separately to soften it and then add your carnation packet and your lemonade. And then this will become like a uh, cream cheese pie filling. Mix it well and spoon into your cookie crust and then let it set for about 10 minutes and this turns into cheesecake, no-baked cheesecake.
0: How, how does it
1: compare? The way I do it, no one would ever be able to know that I did it in jail with these ingredients.
0: I found it hard to believe you could make a cheesecake, let alone a decent cheesecake while behind bars. But nonetheless, we began separating the filling from the Oreos. Well, you gotta separate the Oreos, so let's get a little operation going. Yeah. Next, I ground up the cookies, and Chris mixed the filling. This actually smells pretty good. We pressed our cookie crumb crust, and covered with filling. Nice. And that was pretty much it, so we gave it a good old taste test. It's very sweet, but it does taste like cheesecake. (laughs) It really does. It's a lot better than I expected Yeah, it? You know what, honestly, what it tastes like is someone just took a ton of Dunkaroos and just poured it, like that's like the frosting. I would give the cheesecake a seven out of 10 on the bad food scale. If someone gave it to me at a restaurant, I would be disappointed, but I could easily see a restaurant serving it. You know, there was a point in my life where this would be good, and that's good enough for me. All in all, I was pretty impressed by Brian's culinary endeavors, and I'm not the only one.
1: I have a line at the door, and I'm not exaggerating.
0: Unsurprisingly, his food is incredibly popular within the community.
1: I have to, like, basically hold a lottery
0: to see if he gets what each each time I make something. Do people pay you for the food? How does that work?
1: I'm more of a, if you want to uh, give me something in return, then so be it, but I don't require anything. A lot of people here are also really hesitant to take food uh, from anyone else because, you know, they, they could have spit into it, they could have poisoned it, and <laughs> Sadly, that happens. People do try to poison each other, and people do try to spit in your food. I've had to gain a lot of trust and clout to be able to walk around with a tray of candies and <laughs> offering them, and people take
0: them. I can't say it's the best food I've ever eaten, but it was impressive. Jail is a terrible place. It was certainly designed that way. But much like the creativity of this food, it's all about what you make of it.
1: I often think of this place as like a monastery. I, You know, we all wear the same clothes. We have all given up our worldly possessions and our relationships. We all live in a world of self-reflection and improvement. So I'm on this, like, really long retreat right now. That's how I think of it.
0: <laughs> so if you ever find yourself on the wrong side of the bars, get your hands on some ramen. And don't be afraid to use your imagination. Thanks for listening. I'd like to thank my producer, Harry Nelson, for organizing this interview, as well as Brian for taking the call. Things You Don't Need to Know is a Hyper Object and 3 Uncanny 4 production. The show is written and edited by me, Ari Kagan, and produced by Harry Nelson and also me. Additional help from Shane McKeon and Nuna Sharafadine. Our executive producers are Adam McKay and Laura Mayer. The show is mixed by Nice Manners. If you like Things You Don't Need to Know, head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts, and hit subscribe. Also, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review. It really helps us out. And as always, see you next week.